Risings, my beloved ones. It is Friday, April 8th, 10, 10 a.m. Make a wish. <laughs> Even if you're listening to this later, the energy of 10, 10 is here. So make a wish, okay? That's like if you drop the zeros, it's, 11, it's 1, 1. So it's like a doorway, okay? Just make a wish. Um, We're going to finish Uncle Lucky's podcast. Or we're going to try to finish it because I still got hella cards. Now, the thing is, you remember I told you guys, he be giving me messages all the time about <laughs> about what happened with him and how to break down certain stuff. He been leading me to certain mob movies I grew up watching, and he been reminding me about certain scenes, and he want to correct certain shit, okay? Also, one of his, like, really good friends for a long time, Meyer Lansky, okay? You, you guys might know him as, like, the mob's accountant, um... He told me, like, that's basically, like, if he was still alive, he'd be, like, a godfather, you feel me? Because my uncle and then my great-great-grandfather, and then he was, like, his best friend. So he would have basically been, like, a family friend, okay? So, like, a godfather. So I'm just going to, when I refer to him, I'm just going to say, like, like, uh, we call them, like, Pyran. In Creole, they're called Pyran, okay? So if you guys hear me say my Pyran, that's what I'm talking about, okay? Because... Seeing Meyer Lansky the whole time is just a little hard. Me saying, you know, my papa, that's my grandfather. You guys know, okay? We're going to use a little code language here while I'm telling the story. If I say Pyran, then I'm talking about Meyer Lansky. And, of course, Uncle Lucky's Uncle Lucky, okay? So, look here. <laughs> he had me take hella notes, okay? Um, and Pyran had me take hella notes, too, so I can get some of like more details about what I was talking about in the last episode they wanted me to like get a little bit deeper into that before I get back into the cards okay so boom look um let's see where we at okay so for Uncle Lucky the Scarface scene when he's in the police interrogation room okay if you remember that one part where he um where he said um I always knew I was gonna come to USA right he was um it's like subliminal and like uh, subliminals there you go <laughs> i almost fucked up that word subliminally um that's basically like when he said that he was basically saying like he foreseen this his great aunt foreseen this so he knew he was gonna come to usa um also in the interrogation scene he was saying like oh his mother and father is dead right now his dad was actually gone because remember he got um he got hung when the Italians first came to New Orleans um and they didn't know they were Italians they thought they were light skinned negroes so his dad was really dead his mom I believe she died at like older age but remember I told you guys like he didn't want nobody to know about his family like nobody knew nothing about his family you feel me so it's like when they were like um you got cousins you got mom dad he's like dead everybody's dead and it's like it's kind of like he was telling me like that that um instance of like remember i told you like most of the family that wasn't really involved in the mob shit they came over on the immigrant boat and it's like we had our last names changed i told you guys it was like slight variations if it was an o in italy it got changed and the last name was spelled with an e or an a or something like that in america so it's like they wouldn't have no type of ties that these people are our cousins or anything like that so he basically like confirmed it again in the Scarface interrogation scene when they were asking him, he was like, nah, everybody's dead. Nah, I ain't got no family, everybody's dead. Because he didn't want nobody to, like, go after his family because of all the shit he was doing, you feel me? Um, and then he said something about, um, they was like, 
uh, what do you do? What do you do? You work with your hands? And he was like, yeah, I'm a construction worker, okay? Um, and he was, like, joking around, talking shit with the, uh, with the police, right? So, in reality, on the U.S. Census, when it came to Uncle Lucky, when the feds checked it and, like, you know, when he finally um, was getting his charges, I think with that 62 accounts of prostitution, when they checked it, his census, it said he was making $250,000 a year. But it didn't add up because he was living like a millionaire. Like, he was living a millionaire lifestyle. But it's like, you ain't making 250000 a year, bro. You ain't no construction worker. You're not no regular-ass person. So shit wasn't adding up. I remember I told you that's why um, That's why my papa, he stayed off of the censuses. He stayed off of all that shit. Like, he might have been caught on one or two of them. And it's like, if they would have really paid attention to Papa, they would have seen that, like, he kind of had the same little alias. I think it said his occupation was, like, a welder or something. So, it's like, they they was covering up and seeing, like, they were construction workers and, like, welders and, like, you know, um, basically, like, doing physical jobs, okay? Um, let's see. Okay, so then they wanted me to let you guys know that Pyran and, um... Bugsy Siegel. So, I'm going to just say the name. Meyer Lansky and Bugsy Siegel, they met as teens, okay? Um, Bugsy was, like, losing in a craps game, and Pyran helped him pretty much, like, um, the pigs came. Like, he helped him because he was about to get, like, he was getting a little rowdy, and they was about to fight him because he was losing in a craps game, right? So, it's like Pyran seen him, and he helped him, and, like, you know, they was scuffing or whatever. And it's like the pigs came out of nowhere. And of course, you know, all the teenagers and shit like that, they dispersed. Pyran, which is Marlinsky and Bugsy, they ran away, right? But when they ran away together, it's like ever since then, they had each other's back. They became close friends. Them two were like Jewish, right? So they created this Jewish mob called the Bugsy Meyer mob. Yeah, the Bugsy Meyer mob, okay? So now when it comes to Uncle Lucky, in Pyran, Uncle Lucky and Pyran met when my uncle was um, trying to extort him out of money. So my uncle was a teenager too, okay? And it's like when he's in, um, now he's in New York and shit like that, right? And it's like he's uh, he's trying to extort Pyran out some money and like punk him for his shit, right? And it's like he was smaller because it's like he's Jewish and I think he was like, as a grown man, he was like five feet. So it's like technically my short ass is two inches taller than him. So it's like, imagine how short he was as a teenager, you feel me? So even though Pyran was smaller than Unc, he still was like ready to fight about his money. Like he wasn't going down. So Uncle Lucky used his intuition and was like, hmm, you know, this guy got some heart. He got some spirit, you feel me? He ain't about to just let me punk him out his coins. So he came up with the idea of them making money together. So when they did this, and these are like, they got a little older. So it's like, they kind of like fresh in their teens, like early teens, like going into adulthood type shit you know what i mean and it's like um they formed a jewish italian alliance that actually created the national crime syndicate okay so it's like the uh, italians and the jewish community like bonded together okay now y'all know about the italians and shit like that but i don't think people really knew like how what the shit's jew jewish people were too you feel me because it's like um I know, like, a lot of, like, mob movies and, like, in mob history, we pre- we kind of, like, we'd be like, oh, you know, like, oh, um, we got a lawyer that's Jewish or, like, you know, the Jewish lawyers be getting you off and shit like that or, like, 
you know, the accountants and shit, but people don't realize that they also had hitmen, you know, they was also fucking people up, like, on the same level as my Italian ancestors, so it's like, they with the shits too, you feel me, and they kind of like, you know, created their own energy off of that, okay, so, the Jewish community, they had hitmen already for hire and shit like that, so they was already with the shits, right, okay, so like, Remember I told you guys about the bootleg operation. I told you that um, Streganona, um, she pretty much taught him how to make the rum and shit like that. And he came over already. Like, he, it's like he predicted. It's like, by the time the fucking um, United States banned it, he was already on the way over with the shits. You feel me? So that was easy. So from 1920 to 1933, that's 13 years of straight bootlegging operation with rum that they was making cake for like 13 years straight. In 1933, um, the USA um, unblocked or unbanned it or whatever. They basically made it legal to have alcohol in the United States again. So there was like no need for people to bootleg anymore, right? So it's like... Um, you know, the family's like, look, we need more streams of money. You feel me? We can't make no money off this bootleg and shit no more. And it's like, they been gambling, but it's like, Pyran, he was like, look, you know, let's look into the gambling a little bit more. Like, they been doing it, you know, with little speakeasies and shit like that. Or like, they call them speakeasies, and they call them um, carpet joints. I think it was called carpet joints. That's what they call them, something like that. <laughs> so it's like the carpet joints and the speakeasies was like um, pool bars and like little bars and clubs where you can go in and shoot some craps and like gamble and play poker or whatever other shit they be playing, right? So it's like you have to like know what you, you know, you have to like know a password. That's where that whole little, um, that little shit, you know what I mean? Like on the movies and shit where they're like, what's the password? And the, the little motherfucker open up the door and it's like only you can see their eyes and you say the password and then it's like you can open up the door and it's popping in there. But it's like you can't get in without the password. That's a speakeasy or like a carpet joint, basically. Um, I don't know why they call it a carpet joint, bro. It was just it's just, it's just literally like a pool hall or like a little bar that you can gamble in. But, you know, they got their own little language and shit. <laughs> okay, so now... Um, so now it's like, um, Pyram was like, okay, let's set up some operations in Florida and in New Orleans, okay? So remember I told you we got family in New Orleans that was already setting up shit? Half of them died trying to do it, but it's like the other ones still stayed there. And then in Florida, we had connects too. So Pyram starts setting up a bunch of speakeasies in uh, New Orleans and in Florida and like got the, you know, got the money flowing there. So that was doing hella good, right? Remember I told you. There was the Bugsy Meyer mob, right? So it's like Bugsy Siegel and my Pyran with their mob. It's like um, they wanted to create some uh, stuff on the West Coast, okay? So it's like they was checking out Las Vegas, right? You guys are about to be like, your mind's about to blow right here. Because like people need to give my motherfucking family their credit, you feel me? People be, oh, the mobsters were bad and da-da-da-da-da. You guys are about to give my family some credit, you feel me? Look, <laughs> So the first, okay, so when when my family went over, well, he ain't my family, but when Bugsy Siegel went over, right, he was associated with the fam, right? And when Bugsy Siegel went over to check out the West Coast, and he was in Las Vegas, Nevada, right? At the time, there was only one operating casino, and it was like, all right, you feel me? It was okay. So it's like he invested in this, um, in this, uh, like, I think it was like a hotel slash casino or some shit like that. And he called it the Flamingo, right? 
he 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 was supposed to like only use like a million dollars of the family's money pretty much to like get it started you feel me but it's like since he didn't know what he was really doing and on top of that it was like the contractors and stuff was kind of like punking him because they seen he know he was doing he didn't know like timelines and if you take longer making it's gonna take more money and shit like that so it's like the budget went from like a million to like six million and you know the family's like motherfucker like bro you feel me they're about their money so it's like motherfucker we gave you a million to to get this off the ground you feel me and it's like he was fucking off and honestly he was like he had this bride he was trying to fuck with and like um he took he was like trying to like take money off the top so he was like stealing money off the top and 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 like making it postpone and shit like that so you just fucking shit off and he had like this idea of like keep like stealing money off the top from the mob and he wanted to like run away to europe with some bride so it's like what the fuck you feel me like it's like when it came to like pyran and him it's like when they first formed the jewish mob when they was kids and shit like that it's like when it's like when pyran met uncle lucky it's like ever since then they had that um that Jewish Italian connection and like I told you Bugsy Siegel was one of the people that my um my uncle had um one of the four hitters that I mentioned right with like Vito Genovese and all them when they took out um Big Joe the boss so he was one of them you feel me but it's like after a while it's like his snakish way started to come out and it's like Pyran's like bro you know you feel me like I'm not about to keep saving you. Like, he kept trying to save his neck because it's like he kept fucking up when it came to, like, money, business. And it's like, it's not just me and you in the Jewish community no more, bro. It's like, we all a big family, the Jewish community and the Italians, and none of them fucked around with fucking up no type of funds. You feel me? They don't play that shit. So it's like, when they found out, he was, like, taking money off the top, and he had, like, some secret plan to run away. Paran ordered the hit on his own old friend like he's like man you gotta fucking go i'm not saving your life no more so pyran he ordered the hit on bugsy and bugsy got whacked pretty much okay so the next part they want me to talk about is they want me to go into a little bit more detail about the world war ii stuff okay so world war ii remember i told you guys um my uncle lucky um blew up the little boat or whatever on his own harbor so that uh the government will reach out to him for help and he was going to make a, a deal to negotiate to get the fuck up out of prison earlier if they wanted help with World War II, right? World War II was pretty much the Nazis, okay? So it's like, honestly, honestly, it was the mob, meaning like the Italian Jewish mafia versus the Nazis. That's really what it was. And they had this operation called Operation Underworld. And it was pretty much when, like, the U.S. government, like I said, they supplied the mobsters and shit like that with, like, um, weaponry and shit like that. And, like, any type of, um, any type of, like, protesting or any, you know, any type of, um, anything that was going on. And the Nazis were, like, having rallies and trying to get people to join in with their shit. And they were on a, a U.S. soil. So it's like, if you guys look into it, you'll notice that, like, um, Pyran, him and his uh Jewish uh mob, it was like 15 of them, and it was like a whole like um stadium full of like Nazis, and like they went to the like this uh this protest or some shit like that. I don't know what it's called, but they went to their little event 
and like it was hella Nazis and it's like they got the little confederate flag up and all that little bullshit the little it's not a confederate it's the swastika there you go they had the little swastika up and all that little shit like that and it's like I told you Pyran is Jewish and it's like his whole mob was Jewish so it's like um the Italians did their thing and Pyran he did his thing so he took about 15 of his heaviest hitters and like they had permission from the U.S. government to um beat the fuck out of him like they like, you can't kill them because technically, like, murder is illegal. But it's like, um, at least on U.S., you know, on U.S. soil and shit like that. So it's like, um, basically, they're like, don't kill them, but, like, fuck them up so that they can't keep pushing this Nazi shit in pretty much America. So 15 <laughs> of Pyran's folks, including him, they went out and they went to the Nazi rallies and shit like that and they fucked them up. Like, they broke every bone, every all that shit, just busted them up, right? Because it's like he's Jewish, so it's like they had a history behind that too, you feel me? So that's what happened with that. But it was called Operation Underworld, okay? And um, they're telling me that the whole reason that um, the, uh, like, the United States was scared about the boat bombing is because they thought it was like a tax attacked by Nazi spies without realizing that it was really just unk, you feel me, pulling strings. So, yeah, boom. So then the next thing he wanted me to talk about was Cuba a little bit more in detail, okay? So, um, oh, wait, 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 before I skip over to Cuba, um, let me go back to Las Vegas. So after Bugsy was whacked, right, um, immediately after he was whacked the next day, um, the, they had like certain people appointed, like certain people of uh, of uncle's mob that was like more savvy in the business. They had him go up there and like fix whatever the fuck he had that was fucking up. Like they had to correct the, the mistake so that they can get money going, right? So it's like the flamingo at that point, it wasn't even worth it. You know what I mean? So it's like they tore that down and they started to build like um, hotel casinos. So the shit that, they, that, they, that y'all got right now on the Las Vegas Strip, literally the las vegas strip itself is from my family okay so thank uncle lucky and pyran for when y'all be like let's go to vegas let's go pop it let's go gamble let's go do this that's my italian and my jewish uh connections my family my bloodline that built that shit you feel me like literally they put money into it because back in the day it was like they were you know they was it was it wasn't heard of you feel me that was the, that was their money thing it was like gambling and like strippers and women and shit like that prostitution and shit like that literally like everything that vegas is known for was them and their operation they bring that shit there like i said during the time there was only one casino on the strip so imagine one casino on the strip versus when y'all go to the strip right now it's like huge it's like literally like a playground for gambling and strippers and shit, right? That's my motherfucking family because that's how they made their money. You feel me? So, next time y'all go to Vegas and y'all shooting craps, you feel me? Thank Uncle Lucky and thank Pyran, Meyer Lansky. You feel me? Okay? So, anyways, they just wanted me to say that, okay? Um, Okay, now we're going to Cuba, right? Because, remember, after Unc got out, the government's like, yep. If you help us with the Nazis, you get the Italian and the Jewish mob to help us with the Nazis. And we'll supply you with the shit or whatever. Um, they also, he also was able to get freed from prison, right? So it's like, they was like, yeah, you can get freed from prison, prison. But remember, I told you he couldn't step foot on U.S. soil, so he got deported, right? So he's telling me like, we we went through. I think towards the end, we already went through what happened and all that kind of chaos and shit in Italy and why he didn't want to stay there, right? 
So it's like um, the whole operation of him going to Cuba, he wanted me to go into detail about that a little bit more, okay? So he, him and Pyran, he, um, they hosted this uh, conference called the Havana Conference um, in Cuba at this, uh, fuck, I forgot what it's called, but it's like at this really popular hotel in, um, in Cuba, right? So they, uh, it was in Havana, Cuba. So the whole reason why Havana, Cuba, out of like majority of Cuba, why it's so like tourist popular and like, you know, the rich and famous people go there and there's drug, prostitution, gambling, shit like that. Literally, the same shit that goes on in motherfucking Vegas is the same energy my family brought to Cuba. The difference is during that time, they had like the Cuban government in their pocket. Like they was fucking with them and they were bringing in so much money. They was like, man, what else y'all need? Like, y'all bringing us so much fucking money. Like, we'll write y'all off and, like, make it look legal on paper and shit like that. So whatever they was doing, they had, like, a backing from the Cuban government to make shit look, like, legit on their end. Like a legit fucking business. So it was, like, you know, win-win for them. So when Unc had to sneak and, like, go through South America, I told you, so he wouldn't be tracked. And then he went to Cuba. It was like he hosted that. It wasn't just like, oh, he's just sneaking off. No, he, like... I'm the one, me and Pyran made the call and got everybody together. And we all linked up in Cuba, you feel me? And because that was the only place that Unc could go. Because um, he couldn't come back out to the Americas, right? So all the bosses just came out there, right? Okay, so all the top mobsters sat down to talk business about, like, future gambling, drug operations, and, like, what to do about v- uh, Vito Genovese. Because remember I told you, at first, Vito Genovese and Bugsy Siegel, they was, like, on board and they was rocking with the family. But it's like, remember I told you, when it comes to, like, power, motherfuckers was turned on each other, right? So it's like, Vito Genovese, he tried to take advantage of the fact that Unk was, like, no longer allowed in the U.S. to try to, like, bring up his name and, like, try to, um, like, take his position, basically. Like, he wanted to be capo di capi, you feel me? And it's like, he started to cause problems within the Lucchese, um, Luciano family, business because it's like you're 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 going to war with people trying to um one up my uncle pretty much you feel me so it's like all the other mobsters they didn't even invite that motherfucker you feel me it's like that's it's one of those it's like you think you're doing something bro but all the real hitters all the real ones they were sitting down in havana trying to figure out what the fuck to do about you because you fucking up business you feel me for the luchisti and the luciano family you feel me so it's like, um, yeah, anyways, so they had that little sit down, you feel me? Now, in Havana, Havana was turning into, because of like them, um, I forgot the dude's name, but like whoever the mayor or the, whoever the governor or whatever their name is out there, whoever it was, like he was with the shits. He was cool with it being a party city. He was cool with um, Unk and he was cool with Pyran and shit like that, right? So he was uh, supplying them with drugs. I mean, they were supplying the city with drugs, gambling, prostitution, and shit like that. Um, what was I about to say? Uh, the rest of Cuba, though, was in poverty, okay? So it's like, that's the only thing I feel like they didn't do as smart. But it's like, at the same time, they don't be worried about that kind of shit. You feel me? Like, they just be worried about their money. But I feel like as the mayor or governor or president or whatever the hell they're called over there in Cuba, I feel like him having all that power at the time if he was smart he would have took that money that was pouring in like that and instead of just putting it in one city in havana he would spread it out all throughout um cuba so nobody would be in poverty but he wasn't thinking that far ahead you feel me 
And it's like, it's not uncle and, and Pyren's job to tell them what to do. They just trying to make their money in that city, you feel me? But if he was like a real smart leader, he would have spread that money all the way around the entire Cuba and, and, and they would have been balling, you feel me? But they're in poverty, like they were living hella harsh. Like you can literally drive up to the next city leaving from Havana and be like, what the fuck am I? I'm in the ghetto, you feel me? So it's like, you know, so it's like at that time, there was a lot of like rebellions going on, right? And guess who led the rebellion? I didn't understand like energetically why I didn't fuck with Fidel Castro. Like energetically, I didn't understand it. But like now I understand on a deep level. It's like, I don't even think I'm like, I don't know him. So it's like when I would see stuff about him when I was a kid, I would get a little irritated. But now I know it's because that's like my ancestors energy pouring through me. Like, fuck you, you fucked up our money. So Fidel Castro came through and he was like um, leading rebellions and like bringing communism to the forefront. Right. And it's like it literally like put a complete halt to um, the mob's time in Cuba. And it's like it was uh, it pissed off Pyram because like at that time, Pyram Lansky pretty much he just invested like I think like 1.2 million or something like that in this uh hotel casino that he built that was huge and it was like so fire it might still be there but it was like every room looked like overlooked the um the water beachfront right it's like it had great views they had a casino at the bottom and shit like that it was popping you feel me like they were bringing in hella money and then when uh Fidel Castro came and fucked up all that shit it was like basically you literally like it's like you just I, I just put this project out and I didn't even get to make my money back off of it so it like really pissed off Pyran and like the mob and shit like that they were pissed because it's like damn that was like you know that was our main operation so um they're telling me like um I kind of said it backwards but that was the reason that they went back to um they went back to Vegas and built all that shit up because it's like they was doing that in Havana but when Fidel Castro came out and like fucked it up for them they was like all right fuck bro like all right let's go back to square one let's go back to you know the flamingo and shit like that and let's check out what bugsy fucked up and let's fix it and then after that they put all their money into like building the strip and shit like that so boom um so yeah anyways i feel like i caught them up you feel me <laughs> i feel like i caught y'all up but um let's see what else on cast to say um yeah let's see what else he gotta say because that was a mouthful <laughs> okay yeah he's telling me like um he's telling me like uh they were hella like they were hella sad it was like i don't know how to explain it it's like bro you just lost your puppy you feel me he showed me like it felt like they just lost their puppy when it came to um having to leave havana and then it's like on top of that unk was like thinking about moving out there because it's like you know he didn't want to be in uh he didn't want to be in italy and he couldn't be in the United States. So he was like, okay, cool. You know I me? Mean? Like, everybody could, like, come out here and meet with me. And I could still run shit from Cuba. But, like, when Fidel Castro came out there and they all had to leave Cuba. And he had to go back to fucking, um, back to uh, Italy. It's like, what the fuck, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just like, damn. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was not feeling that. <laughs> Um, I felt like at the time they was like, um, feeling like a little stuck, but it's like at the same time they was like, okay, we could still make some shit work. And that's why they went towards the whole Vegas deal is what they're showing me. Yeah. He wasn't even, he said like, it, it, it was one of them things where it was like, they're pissed, but they ain't, they didn't lose too much sleep over it. Okay. 
what I'm also seeing is like um he's telling me that like uh they just pretty much like brung the same shit they was doing over to Vegas so it's like that's why you guys see that like Vegas is known for like strip clubs and like uh prostitution rings and stuff like that same situation okay it was like the girls was like the magic okay so it's like you, it, it was like the whole reason they got the name Sin City could, and like, you know, what, go, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas shit. Like they was running so many operations out there. It was easy, easy money. They didn't have to work hard too much like that. Like everything was really coming back to them because it's like they had way more than one casino. It's like they were just pouring out ideas. So literally like all that shit, it's, it's them. So they felt like at the time, like they was moving into calmer waters. And you got to remember, they're starting to get older and shit like that. But it's like, um, it's like they, they still had connections and it's like, for the most part, they're showing me that like their connections with their prostitution ring and shit like that stayed like low, low, low key. Okay. But what I'm seeing is like, um, he's telling me that like, there could have been like when the pigs came along and they kind of like busted him for his, uh, prostitution operation. What I'm seeing is it could have been, like, one chick in particular that, like, ratted him out. Let me see if there's a name. Because that's interesting. Hold on. Let me see. That's going to be hella interesting. Hold on, y'all. God damn. Hold on. My, uh... I'm, like, trying to pull up my internet and this little bullshit keep going. I don't want to go there. Hold on, y'all. There we go. I'm like, stop fucking playing with me. Anyways, let me see. Prostitute. You niece, that little bride. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> I knew it. Okay. So there was, I knew that was her name. Her name is Eunice Hunton Carter, okay? So there was one, and she's, uh, I think she was a black woman. Yeah, she's a black woman. So she was like, um, she low-key was like trying to uh, make connections with, um, she was like a, a like a low-key app, you feel me? And she was like, um, she pretty much like made friends with like the prostitutes and like the madams and stuff like that. Because it's like, Unc and them had it like so ran so smoothly it's like the money just came to them they didn't have to you feel me like i don't know who's listening to my podcast but like anybody that's been around pimps or anything like that around their life or you just seen movies and shit like that it's like he ain't had the the mobsters didn't have to drive around these bitches they ain't have to go to the strip they ain't have to sit there and wait till they done and collect the coins and shit like that no it's like they had houses and like operations where it's like they had a main chick like a madam and like she kind of like overseen you feel me like all the chicks in there you know and there's several operations going on you feel me strippers and doing parties and shit like that all that kind of shit right so it's like um this bitch Eunice black female she came in and she was a pig and she was working with the pigs and shit like that but it's like nobody knew that she befriended like some of the madams and like she made it seem like she was interested in shit but the whole time she was just like collecting information and shit like that and and like her entire thing was like she was it wasn't like she was really trying to like um it wasn't like she was really trying to like um take down everybody it was like she literally just wanted to take down uncle lucky like i don't know why but she was the one that like led to his conviction okay 
she had like hella evidence remember i told you 62 accounts so she was going around asking bitches questions and shit and like these little dumb brides are just talking they don't know and it's like um yeah she's the one that like brought in all the evidence when it came to like prostitution racketeering like all that kind of stuff right well bright so yeah anyways um her so and i'm even seeing in the card it was like one black chick and like two strippers and she's dressing like and acting like she liked them all that kind of shit but the whole time she just like she wants to see how uncle's making his coin and shit like that and like they're showing me that the girls like they they formed like close bonds with her like she could have been like oh sis and i'm big sis and all that kind of shit like that i'm even seeing like she could have even been hella hella undercover and like i don't know you know i don't know if she was like you know slinging that thing or nothing like that but it's like she could have been hella hella undercover where she could have even gotten to the point where she wanted to call herself a madam but it's like all of this was just like to keep a, a low profile you feel me is what i'm saying this was like to stay hidden so it's like because if you're in this crowd and it's like you can't be no fucking librarian you can't be no bank teller bitch you gotta you feel me you gotta kind of put in some work so what i'm seeing is like she kept her alias by um she kept her alias like hidden by pretty much like pretending she was also interested in it and she probably even climbed to the top and like ended up being like a madam somehow uh, like i said i don't know if she was slinging that thing or nothing but she was doing something yeah and it's like when it came to like she seen that like um damn damn like uh what am i saying she could have even like got to know their families and shit like that too like um some of these prostitutes she was like really befriending them she got to know their families got to know how much money they was making a year some of these brides was having kids and shit like that it's like she really like latched on to like their emotions and like made it make them feel trusted so that they can just chop it up with her you feel me no they're telling me she did not sell no coochie how the fuck she did not okay so she could have been a madam so she was like the one that was like taking care of them and shit like that but it's like the whole time she was actually against them is what i'm saying yeah they said she ain't sell no coochie (laughs) unk said ain't nobody want that shit anyways damn look i ain't got time for (laughs) y'all Yeah, she took down a whole house. So she started with whatever house she was being a madam of, like whatever mansion she was at. So like, say for example, because I told you guys, my um, my aunts and them like um, literally built the fucking hotel casino connections. Like that's the whole reason you go there. And it's like a hotel at the top and a casino at the bottom and shit like that. The whole reason that's like that because that's their design. That's how they built it, right? They wanted shit to be hella convenient. Now say there was like one of those operations or shit all of them honestly back in the day could have been like that where it was like even though it's a hotel casino it's like say you wanted like a broad to come up to your room it's like they might all be in like the top floor in a penthouse or something like that and it's like you know all right cool you know what type you want they send her to your room you feel me they're sending them so it's like um she she's showing me she took down her hotel casino first because she had the most information on that one and it's like she's showing me that she made so much fucking money it's like honestly bro if she wasn't working for the pigs like she probably you know she probably would be up there with like uncle lucky and them like how much money she was racking in for these girls but it's like she didn't care about that her whole operation was to um take them down i'm also saying she could have had a husband of her own yeah she had a husband of her own and all that 
she could have even been older than half these girls is what I'm saying too and it's like the, the whole thing she just wanted to burn them down she didn't care about like collecting any money from the operation because they was bringing in bucks like if you really look it up they was bringing in big bucks there's so many like rumors of how much money he, they had um when they were like passing in their passing um like it was rumored to be like hundreds of millions you feel me um, and you got to think about it. These are back in the early days when shit was kind of like cheaper. Like if I remember correctly, when I was listening to the damn shit that my uncle wanted me to listen to, their flight to Cuba, bro, the flight from the United States to Cuba at, during that time, bro, was $50. And that included like the, the ticket, the fucking hotel room and all that, bro. I'm like 50 fucking dollars, bro. I'd be gone everywhere. Like, you know how many of us would be in other locations if fucking plane tickets and shit was 50 bucks but you gotta remember that's way back in the day so it's like imagine things being that cheap back in the day and then they're walking around with hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars you feel me just pouring in all the time they wasn't using their intuition about the females like i feel like um the thing that unc is telling me that brought him down that he's kind of like upset about you feel me about his operation i mean they didn't really play him because like i said he still outsmarted them and still ended up getting out of jail uh prison but it's like he's showing me that like his prostitution ring is like the only thing that if he could take things back um and it could have like um like if he could have took things back he probably would have not did the prostitution ring he's saying he probably just would have stuck to like gambling and drugs and like you know money laundering and stuff like that because it's like the females they're fucking females you feel me and it's like half these brides don't you feel me? They don't give a fuck about themselves, let alone do they care about holding your secrets. You feel me? And it's like since the females went through the madams, it's like they're, it's not like the mob is sitting down with these brides to see each one individually, see if they're going to snitch, see if they got that heart. It's like we just hiring these hoes to go and spread their legs. You feel me? So it's like he's basically like if he could have changed things he would not he would definitely not have did the prostitution ring pretty much because i see a female in a ring and like that's how he felt he wasn't using his intuition with that that was the only thing he did not use his intuition with he was just trying to you know they was trying to make up for the loss that they lost in havana you feel me and it's like on top of that he can't even unk himself can't even go to the america's to check none of them or any of that so it's like it's kind of like out his hands at that point you feel me like he couldn't support the brides he couldn't check them and see what their judgment was like none of that kind of stuff because he couldn't step foot on u.s soil so it's like from afar he had to kind of like just collect his money you feel me yeah so justice was brought i guess in a way you feel me <laughs> for people that's listening it's like oh yeah your uncle's a criminal fuck you i don't care like at the end of the day i really don't care like this is stuff that already happened this done been happened and at the end of the day i'm always proud of my family no matter where they come from you feel me half the people that be listening to my shit your ancestors enslaved mine does that make yours better than mine fuck no you feel me so it's like at the end of the day I guess justice was brought. I don't know. I don't care. But the bitch basically brought him to court. The shit happened hella fast. Like, it was like she was collecting dirt and it was like overnight he like lost all his options and shit like that. So it's like the um the operation in um in Vegas was shut down. You feel me? Prostitution uh the prostitutes was like fighting each other and shit like that. Cause it's like the ones that didn't snitch, they was like, bitch, you feel me? Like we just making our bread, you fucked it up for us. So it's like, you know, they're finding out, like, 
the ones that was in the home pretty much like under that madam Eunice like pretty much they're finding out the ones that was under that madam was the main ones to snitch everybody out so the other ones that had different madams they're like fighting the other ones like the fuck bitch like you really fucked up everything you feel me like I said some of these women had kids and shit like that that they were like um you know taking care of and shit like that yeah they all got cut off by the mob bosses like they wasn't fucking with that operation because they felt like none of them hoes could like keep their mouth shut and shit like that so it was like it was just like a once upon a once upon a time type of operation like so it's like to this day i feel like they still you know my family's not i mean i don't know how to explain it like the the mob that's like active and alive right now is not my family anymore because they all died off you feel me so it's like um it's like whatever's going on now i don't know they probably figured out something like i feel like they're doing like human trafficking and shit like that is different but it's like um basically that prostitution ring stop with that shit like i'm seeing the mob cut that shit the fuck out it's like everybody else that had ties with it they had to like cut cords with it so it's like unk was the only one that really went down for it and he went down for all 62 accounts and it's like on top of that he wasn't even fucking there it's like damn i'm not even in this motherfucking place and you guys are like you know so it's like bro he went down for all of that even if you look at like um stuff about pyran like Meyer lansky he didn't go down for a prostitution ring or anything like that. They was trying to look at him and, like, figure out, like, how he had all this money and all these connections and stuff. But they never was able to take him down either. So, it was like, uh, how do I explain it? I don't know. She had, like, some type of agenda against Unk, pretty much. And, like, she couldn't figure out nothing else for nobody else's situation but Unk's, okay? So, anyways. What am I seeing? Yeah, that whole operation got shut down. He ain't trust no brides. He ain't trust no bitches. It's like the the gifts and the, the abundance that was coming from that was gone. Of course, we know now he's not a free man anymore. You feel me? Um, and and you know he's also having to leave the United States. So it's like he's telling me that the female that he actually was with at the time is like another reason why he wasn't really tripping off like never being married and never having kids. Cause it's like. When you get deported, it's just you. You feel me? It's not nobody else. So it's like, you know, he could have, you know, if they would have, like, say, for example, if he would have had a wife and kids and they would have deported him, it's like he would have forever been estranged from his family because even though he had the money to, like, fly them out and they could have just lived in Italy, I, I told y'all how bad it was in Italy. You feel me? So it's like, literally, he's telling me, like, he's kind of glad that um, his great aunt, you know, Stregonona told him he was never going to have any love. So he didn't like feel no true deep ass emotions about that. Like he loved her and shit, but he gave her whatever he had left in America. Um, Ajia Lasani, he gave her whatever the fuck uh, else he had left out there because he loved her and he had to leave and move on. You feel me? So that's why he wasn't tripping off none of those ties. He did. Well, he was able to leave with his money and shit like that. Um, but the only thing was he just couldn't bring her. And it's like he didn't want to bring her either either way, you feel me? But I feel like, you know, towards that time, he felt like he was off his path. Like, you know, um, he felt like, you know, he was kind of like losing at that point, you feel me? And remind you, like what I'm talking about now, this is before um, Havana and all that. Because, um, you know, he's it's like he's he, he got caught, he went to prison and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So he's kind of like going back a little bit, you feel me? But yeah. So that's the prostitution ring. I think he wanna tell me a little bit more about this shit. Um, damn. Okay. 
So yeah, uh, I guess 18 and up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to make this for 18 and up. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So you know the like showgirl shit. You know how like. <laughs> That's funny. The whole idea, the name Showgirls, it was like, I guess they're called peep shows. So he's telling me like they had speakeasies and shit like that. Like, but it was like a peep show. I don't know how to explain it. Some of you guys like that knows about like, I don't know if y'all watch documentaries like I do. I watch documentaries about everything. You feel me? I don't, I don't like limit it to one thing. I learned about everything. And I remember back in the day when I was learning about, like, prostitution rings and stuff like that, um, we were talking about, like, old, old ways of doing things. And, like, they had, like, those um, clubs. I guess they're, like, gentlemen's clubs. That type of shit. He's telling me, like, they invented that type of shit. Gentlemen's clubs. And, like, um, pretty much, like, the showgirls. The whole idea of the word showgirls, like... I know in today's time when you go to Las Vegas, they got, you know, they got on those little outfits and it's like those big hats and shit with the feathers and shit and they be kicking their little pom-pom legs and all that little shit like that. The little da na 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 They be kicking their legs and showing their little booties and doing that little shit like that. Or they might be topless or something like that. The whole idea of showgirls came from um, Uncle's operation, okay? So he's telling me they used to have like little like uh, rooms like gentlemen's clubs and it's like it's not like a strip club it's more like it could have been like a topless bar or like literally um the girl could have been like behind glass or like in another room and the dudes would like pay money and she would like flash something pretty much so it's like the idea the name of showgirls it had a different type of um energy behind it okay and it's like if they wanted to uh it's like if they wanted to you know go up in a room with the chicks it's like they're like they low-key could have like been covered like their identities could have been like covered or something like that so that they weren't as you know exposed is what i'm saying yeah another thing is like the strip you know how like in today's time we know about like the prostitutes walking the strip and shit like that that's another thing like they was doing that back then too and it's like um they would go to the house of the ballers or the mansions and shit like that you feel me so the whole you know cat walking the strip and shit like that that's that's all them like it all got started there okay yeah he's telling me like a lot of shit that y'all read or that y'all hear about las vegas like the entire energy around it it all started with them you see um He's saying, like, it got deeper than that. Like, they could have also, like, been, um, what the fuck is this? Damn, what the fuck is he trying to say? Bro, they had politicians and shit up in that bitch. Okay, okay, unk, come on, let's speak the truth, you feel me? Yeah, they had motherfuckers in there that was not supposed to be there. Okay, he's telling me the whole reason why they had that quote or that, that, that slogan, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas was because they was having like top officials and like uh people that was like not supposed to be there bro i don't know how to explain it like the whole ordeal of what happens in vegas stays in vegas they could have like been having like masked sex so it's like um like say like there's like the president of the united states or something wanna you feel me going down there and shit like that and it's like even though they're against the mob quote unquote you still got human needs and desire so like they're telling me some of these motherfuckers was like going to vegas to fuck with the gambling the prostitutions and shit like that but it's like these motherfuckers is like u.s senators and presidents and shit like that the same people that is trying to take down the operation they was enjoying the shit you feel me but it's like they had um 
it's like they would wear masks or it's like something about being in secret you feel me that what happens in vegas stays in vegas type shit yeah he's telling me that like um that uh yeah it was like it was weird oh my god Okay, come on, speak the truth, Ankh. Let's speak it, bro. He's telling me that that Hollywood weird shit, you know how, like, um, you know how I be telling you that Hollywood weird shit where they be, like, having, like, sex magic and shit like that or, like, ritualistic or, like, orgies and shit like that? He's saying that, like, a lot of the motherfuckers that was, like, trying to take them down and, like, try to stop the mob and shit, they was doing some weird shit in their hotels. And it's like, you know, back then, Ankh was paid to shut up about it, you feel me? But he's like, um, you know, or, they, you know, they was like, basically like don't tell nobody you feel me like what happens in vegas stays in vegas if you see one of them presidents or mayors or somebody up in that bitch you feel me like what i'm seeing is like these dudes these men of high power they have some weird shit going on bro they have some weird shit going on with these uh prostitutes and shit like that and it's like um you feel me uncle and them they're not tripping whoever brings money and it's like they was keeping the secrets from these motherfuckers but like honestly they're showing me like if some of these presidents and like these mayors and shit like that would have been named y'all them like what the fuck yeah he's even showing me like priests and shit like motherfuckers that like swore a vow to god to not have sex they go to sin city and, and get it in with with uncle's motherfucking prostitutes you feel me yeah, he's like, yeah, we knew about a lot of shit, but it's like he ain't no fucking snitch. So even though he got brought up with them 62 accounts and shit like that, he ain't say nothing, you feel me? But yeah, these he said these motherfuckers was out there running wild. The same people that put them behind bars, you feel me? It was like they were hiding who they were, you feel me? They were trying to hide what kind of weird shit they was into. That's crazy. Yeah, they was paying, he said they was paying big bucks. Ha! Damn. What's the matter, Stink? Yeah, he's like, yo, there was some shit. Some of them could have even filmed it. Like, some of them was even into, like, filming it or something like that. Damn, that's crazy. Oh, my God. No, you didn't. He showed me Monica Lewinsky, but I don't even think that was around the same time period. Hold on, let me see. Monica Lewinsky. He's showing me that Monica Lewinsky. Hold on. What time period was that? What was that, Bill Clinton? What time period was that? No, in 98. Okay, no, that was time later. But, bro, he showing me shit like that when what was going on. You feel me? Like that. So it's like with Monica Lewinsky, honestly... Um, she, there, yeah, that's what he's saying. He's, he's, he's saying like political, um, sex scandals involving U.S. presidents and shit was going on. Like the motherfuckers in the White House and shit. Um, the people that was in the FBI and shit like that, that was like literally like tapping into Ankh's phone and like trying to take him down and shit. They was getting that, that gawk, that gawk, gawk 3000, you feel me? They was, they was getting, they was getting that rooster neck. They was getting that Georgia dome, you feel me? Whatever the hell y'all call head, they was getting that done to them in, um, in Vegas. And these are like U.S. presidents and shit like that. So he gave me the example of Monica Lewinsky. Of course, it's like several years after, but he's just saying like the, you know, the politicians and motherfuckers like that was in there. He said there was even like some weird shit. They had weird fetishes and shit. Ooh damn yeah they were obsessed with Unk's, uh prostitutes he's saying honestly there was even like female royalties in there like female you know people that has high power i don't know what that means like you know what i'm saying i don't know what that means like even if like people had 
some high power. He could even say, like, I think he's even saying, like, the Royals and shit like that. I don't know, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 They were, like, obsessed with it. They were doing some weird shit, too. Like, he's telling me some of the prostitutes was, like, they had to get done some weird shit to him. Like, they might have, like, whatever the fuck their fantasy was that they were living out, they lived that out. Let's just say that, okay? So, if they had, like, a public humiliation type of fetish, like, they wanted to, you know, do some shit in, in front of people, the presidents and shit, they was, like, living that shit out. But it's, like, their face is covered, so you don't know it's them. And all you see is the prostitute, but they was doing some weird shit. And these are, like, people in power in the penthouses and shit with these prostitutes. He's like, yeah, you bitches want to take me down? I got you. Run that. Ugh. He said they even put their mouth on the prostitutes. That's nasty. How you gonna put your mouth on a prostitute? He said all of that was popping until that bitch took it down. You feel me? And, like, it's like when she... It's, it's crazy because it's like when she took Unk down... She could have even had proof that some of these presidents and shit was doing that, but she didn't go after them. She kept their skeletons. She kept their secrets. She was just worried about taking Ong down, little bitch. Like, if you're going to take somebody down, take everybody down. You feel me? The U.S. presidents and everybody. But whatever. So we have 52 minutes. We're going to keep going. Um, but, uh, you feel me? Like, <laughs> we might have to, you know, wrap it up a little bit and, like, get back to it. Yeah, he felt like when she took his shit down, like, she fucked up his success. She, He felt like, you know, I put all my coins into that. We all put our coins into that shit. You feel me? Like, the prostitution rings, everything that was popping, it was like, they were the main breadwinners. So, it was like, you know, he felt like, damn, she trying to put me in a fucking struggle. She trying to put me in a bind. Yes, they had hella millions of shit to sit on, but you know how Italians and Jewish are about their fucking money. They want to keep making it. You feel me? So, it's like, he he, figured, he was like, okay, now I got to go back to the drawing board and figure out, like, how to tap into my magic. Remember, um, he had to figure out, like, his other gifts and what else he was good at and, like, how he can pull strings while being behind bars, you feel me? And while, like, not having, um, while not having this ring anymore. So, he tried to figure out, like, what else I can do. He was trying to, like, not feel defeated and shit because it's like, bro. You got to think about it. Like, he was the only one that went down for that shit, too. Like, he, you know, he ain't bring Pyran into it. He ain't bringing nobody else in the mob. He kept his shit silent, you feel me? He had that stitch mouth. He ain't say nothing to nobody, you feel me? So, it's like, um, as the wheel was turning in everybody else's favor, he was, like, come, concocting a plan. So, he's showing me, like, when he was in prison, he's, like, keeping up with everybody, you feel me? Like, I told you that he was um still running shit inside the prison for a while and it's like once he realized he got sentenced and like um he was gonna have to stay in there longer i told you he handed over the power to frank costello right so it's like um frank costello was running it but it's like he still you know would you know chop it up with Uncle and shit like that get some type of you know guidance or help or whatever you feel me and it's like what he's showing me is like Unc was like writing them like all the time like he could have been writing the mob he could have been talking to him he looked like he was writing them more than talking to them because it's like excuse me i don't know if they didn't check letters at that time or it's like he could have spoken code yeah he told me he spoke in code but it's like um he didn't want to talk over the phone to them too much because like you know they was tapping in trying to figure out what was going on he didn't want to ruin nobody else you feel me he didn't want none of his brothers none of his friends to be in there with him but he was like okay let me try to figure out like so he was telling me right now like when he was in there and he was writing the mob they was telling him what was going on like all right bro we you know you feel me like okay business is good we still making this that that this whatever your family's still getting taken care of blah 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 
You feel me? Like, as far as my papa, you know, like your your cousin, basically his his cousin, like he still getting his royalty checks, you know. Like at that time, I feel like my papa was like um, getting into like the retirement part of it. He wasn't really, you know, he's getting older. He got kids and shit. He's not really out there popping nobody no more. He's not whacking nobody no more. So it's like, um, pretty much that's that's pretty much what my my papa's job was. It wasn't really like um the drug dealing or nothing like that like he literally was just the shotgun man is what they called him okay so like papa couldn't do that no more you feel me and it's like he was getting older so what i'm seeing is like um unk was in the pen and he's like writing all his partners and shit like that making sure everything's still running smooth making sure the other side of the family which is my immediate side was still getting taken care of and all that kind of stuff um what i'm seeing is like he was shipping money to uh papa so however that looked like i don't know if they had like you know some type of area and i'm pretty sure they did because it's like piran was like the accountant so it's like they know how to clean money you feel me like take dirty money put it in a legit business flip it make it clean so you can print out a check and you can send it to my papa and them in new orleans you feel me so they're sending me they're showing me like on top of them like probably sending like like cash they also had like a, 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 a check type of system where it's like, well, not Paw Paw, but like his wife and them could have literally like went to the bank and like cashed this check type shit, you feel me? So that they can still grow and like at the end of the day, it's not like, you know, money stopped because it's like that was their whole operation, you feel me? That was the whole reason the two cousins came to the Americas. Like everybody else was doing their thing. So it's like even the, even the cousins and shit like that that wasn't into the mob, it's like, Unk was literally taking care of everybody in the family, you feel me? And, and it's like, Papa, he was taking care of his immediate. And it's like, the cousins and shit that was not a part of it, that's just literally like, that's just family, and they not a part of that shit, you feel me? Whatever they doing with their own life, they was just supposed to, like, come to America to have a clean slate and escape death and not get killed in Italy, you feel me? So it's like, whatever type of regular, regular-ass lives they were living, they also was getting money and shit like that because that's family you feel me that's love like they didn't leave nobody else so like my cousins and shit like that i can't say their names you know feel me because it's like they're still here and you know it's an alias thing but it's like um my cousins and them like their families and all that everybody was taken care of off of off of unk's money is what i'm saying he was even um he was even still sending money to uh ajia lasani is what i'm saying too he made sure she was good um but everything was like an illusionary success so it's like whatever remember i told you like my grandma in order to like keep her cover she went and she went out for like businesses and jobs that would bring you in money so it's like if on the census you looked at it and seen she was an interior designer then you could understand why she was able to afford this house and furniture on paper but it's like in reality she had old money that she's just spending but it's like you feel me she got to go put in a couple hours she might work 10 hours you feel me she might work a little bit to make it look good on paper but she had old money coming straight from uncle shit like that right shit like that right so we're about to run out of time so i want to stop it here and pick it back up okay y'all so we back anyways yeah so it's like everybody was good you feel me everybody was literally like living a good life and he was cool with that he's like i'm the lord of wealth you feel me like i got all this money my family's good you feel me everybody was good he wasn't tripping off none of that he was just trying to figure out like 
he was he was writing the mob and trying to figure out like the perfect time and like the you know he was concocting up a plan on how the fuck to get up out of there he's like i need to end this prison sentence bro i'm not about to die up in motherfucking prison you feel me he's like that's out because like by the time he would have got out he would have been like on his deathbed or like dead so he's like all right i gotta like figure out how to like swindle the government like how to like you know move them around so it's like um like i told you so look, he's telling me he still has some, he still, remember I told you they still have prostitutes. It's just like the ones that was directly connected to Uncle Lucky as far as Las Vegas, like Las Vegas prostitutes was Uncle Lucky's, you feel me? That's not the only operation they had. They had Florida, they had New Orleans, you feel me? They had other places where it's party cities, Miami and shit like that, party city, you feel me? Um, New Orleans, literally still to this day, a party city, you feel me? So it's like, um... What I'm seeing is other people had their shit going, but it was, like, a little bit more low-key, you feel me? They was also probably, like, checking the females, making sure shit was good, you feel me? They could have threatened them shit like that because it's, like, um, you know, off with your head. If you fuck up our shit, like, how this bride fucked up Uncle Lucky shit, you bitches gonna be gone. Y'all ain't about to fuck up the whole mob, you feel me? So they could have literally, like, cleaned up house for anybody that they felt like was not it or was gonna snitch or something. Like, I'm seeing, like, the mob could have, like, literally set all these bitches down and like checked them on some shit and like made sure the ones that they had was like successful like perfected like they was with the shit um is what i'm saying like yeah that they use their intuition about it this time because they didn't want to like fuck up and like be in the same situation they didn't want to be in no sorrow sad energy if the whole mob got taken out they like we will wipe out all these bitches if they don't get their shit together so it's like i'm seeing like the only ones they really kept around was like the ones that was really about their bread that it's like, nah, we got kids. I'm not about to trade on nobody. You feel me? We're going to keep it going. So it's like the ones that was with the shits, it, it's like, um, I feel like the mob, They when they was writing uncle, he's telling me like they was, and they was like checking the brides and make, you know, they doing whole facts at this time. You feel me? It's like, <laughs> they're called whole facts or like car facts. You feel me? Car facts, you got to check and see who owned it and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it's like, they kind of did their background check on these females and seeing what was good and like the ones that was really about their bread they stayed and they formed into the plan of uncle kind of using his intuition and using the war that his people on the outside telling him about so remember i told you he had like some old prostitutes where it's like they used to do that but now they moving other things so now some of them could have been like drug mules some of them could have been like you know doing other things other than just like slinging that thing you feel me so it's like um for people that don't understand the slang I'm using, I'm sorry, but this is just how the fuck I'm channeling. Because it's, it's like, you gotta, yeah, feel me? <laughs> if you don't know what I'm saying, I don't know what to tell you. You might want to Google the slang, baby. But, um, you feel me? Like, they're just, um, yeah. So, they're telling me that, like, they basically got some money to, um, uh, play the government, okay? With that whole pretending that they're the Nazis and blew up the, uh, the boat, so like they knew that they can play them yeah they knew they can play them they offered them some coin they offered them a pretty hefty coin to go up in there and blow that motherfucker up is what i'm seeing but it's like also if y'all got caught y'all can't say shit about um unk that y'all can't say that he was a part of this um this operation but it's like they had so much fucking money like hundreds of millions of thousands i mean hundreds of millions of dollars right to the point like unk got the like most loyal females i'm about to pause it after i say this so i can go restart his movie and we'll be back but he got like the most loyal females and he promised them like forever material wealth because it's like like i said they have money they can throw away 
in the mob. So it's like they could have like set these women up for like the rest of their lives if they did this to get Uncle out. Okay. Yeah. So shit was quick. He's like, man, I'm that quick sentence. That's enough, my guy. I think he was in there like five, six years. He's like, fuck that shit. I'm out of here. Um, but let me pause it right here. We're gonna pick it back up. I gotta go restart his little movies or whatever. Alright, we back. So, anyways, he's like, I gotta get up out this motherfucker quick, right? So, honestly, him writing them and, like, him still having that bond with the family, you feel me? With the mob. It's like they perfected their work. Like, it's like, finally, when he um came up with this idea and it actually took place and he had the money in place and everything like that, it's like, man, this shit took off. It was quick. It was like the final judgment was passed. <laughs> When he got that call from the government, like, because it's like what happened is since he was in prison, the government reached out to um, somebody else that was in the mob and like the chain and like, you know, one of like the lesser, I don't know how to explain it. Like they wasn't one of the mob bosses. You feel me? They didn't have a direct line. You feel me? So it's like you had to reach out to like one of their errand boys pretty much or like one of their boys that like would run messages. Okay. So like uncles explain it to me that like. You know, that scene on uh, Goodfellas where it's like, you know, Polly the boss. And it's like, you heard him say like, um, nobody heard Polly say like two words. And like the whole day people was answering phones for him and shit like that. And like passing along messages and whispering and shit like that. Because Polly didn't like nobody hearing what he was saying. It's kind of like that. So it's like, um, they really did have that shit going on. So it's like, um, if the government wanted to talk to uh, Uncle Lucky, they had to go through his messengers and like go up the chain of command to reach him so by the time the government hit him up he's like yes i'm out of here like he knew like he was literally like just waiting on that call yeah i'm seeing like literally the, the old prostitutes and shit he fucked with the loyal ones they got the bread and they set that motherfucker on fire and i think it actually ended up sinking the boat like the boat actually sunk and it happened hella quick it was like boom they know what the fuck happened they know what to do because like nobody's suspecting the crew that worked there you know like they could have put on like little waitress outfits or you know little chef outfits whatever the fuck they had to do to get in there you feel me and like the mob has so many connections with the uh the harbor like they literally owned the harbor so it's like the boats and all that kind of shit the people the sailors and all that kind of shit they was all tied in you feel me but it's like he outsmarted the government because they didn't think about that shit they didn't think oh it was the mob you know they ain't put two and two together like they didn't think that they would blow up one of their own motherfucking boats to get some justice for unk like you feel me they didn't think that so that was a good thing they didn't think that and they damn sure didn't think that like one of the madams i'm seeing like one group with the madam and like her females were the ones that did it like they could have honestly like picked them from being like the most loyal ones yeah they set the fire i'm seeing like it was it could have not even been bombs i'm seeing like it could have been bombs or it could have honestly been like mazel tops. Remember I told I said mazel tops the other day and now I understand where I got that from when I'm like angry. And I was like, man, if I didn't calm down and let my ancestors deal with it, I was about to mazel top a bitch. You feel me? Because they keep sending me black magic, keep fucking with my money, keep stealing my content and shit. You feel me? Like I do have this in my blood when I get mad. But it's like my guides wanted me to calm down off that shit. But I'm seeing like the whole reason I be with that mazel top shit. You feel me? It's because this is my family. They did it real quick. 
seeing that. The same shit of how, remember I told you when he was a kid, he would blow up cars and shit. They did the same thing just with a fucking boat. They just needed a little bit more ammo. They just needed a little bit more fire. But they were triumphant in this. He was able to get the fuck up out of there. He just didn't predict that he was going to have to leave America. So, like, that was the only thing um, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. These women left with great money. Like, they're falling right now. I'm pretty sure because I'm the third third generation. So, I'm pretty sure their third generation is still eating right now. Whoever the fuck these uh, prostitutes were. Like, they took care of their families for doing this for Ankh is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Their kids, 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 the third generation are still eating off the off of what their ancestors did. And if they ancestors, I mean, like, if their descendants ever run into my podcast, that's what's up. Thank you for busting out my Uncle Lucky. You know, thank you to your ancestors for busting out my Uncle Lucky, you feel me? Um, yeah. And it's like they, they you know, they didn't want to think with their body no more. These could have been the ones that didn't want to sleep around no more, you feel me? And it's like, okay, let's figure out other ways to get the money. So there was females in um, in the prostitution ring is what I'm seeing that they ended up being bigger than that. Like some of them, the, the, the mob, I'm seeing like when they, you know how I told you, like when Unc was um, riding, riding back and forth to the mob and shit. And I told you there was like kind of doing like whole facts or like car facts or checking up background checks and stuff on these women. And, like, questioning them what they want to do, all that kind of stuff. Like, there was, like, it was damn near, like, the mob was, like, hosting interviews type shit. He's basically saying it was, like, that, like a, a business week type shit. Like, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? You feel me? And it's, like, they was finding out, like, you know, well, honestly, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this my whole life. I was trying to be a lawyer, you feel me? But I got to get this money. So, it's, like, they, like, all right, fuck, we can make you a lawyer, you feel me? We we got the connections, we got the money, we got the plug, we can send you through school and shit like that. So, honestly, a lot of these prostitutes, a lot of them, they went from being prostitutes or, you know, their whatever. Yeah, they went from being prostitutes to, like, the ones that blew up the boat and shit like that. They had their own operation, but there's some that I'm seeing was, like, a whole different operation that they wanted to go to, like, law school and, like, make some of themselves. They're smart as fuck, you feel me? They they knew how to play the game, you feel me? You sitting down with these top-notch-ass, boss-ass, uh, you know, Jewish-Italian mafia, the bosses, you know, the capo de copies, you're sitting in a room full of all of them, and you're used to just selling your body you feel me and then they're like what else do you want to do you feel me we got we got you can do whatever you want to do we can't really fuck with this prostitution shit no more like that not like that like that you feel me and they're like shit i wanted to like be a lawyer or whatever so they're telling me this is how this is how a lot of the mob members got off on a lot of charges and a lot of shit was dropped and shit because they put a lot of these prostitutes through school or they like moved them up hella quick in the ladder or they like literally was like i don't know it's like bro he's telling me a lot of them didn't even have to go to school bro like he's telling me a lot of them did not even have to go to school because honestly like with judges you're the final judgment so it's like more about intuition intuition and like gathering truth from like you know the evidence and like the uh um, you know, take into account what the jury thinks and all that stuff, but you had a final say-so, you feel me? So, it's like, he's telling me a lot of the reasons why back in the day the mob was getting away with a lot of stuff and getting off and shit was because they took a lot of the prostitutes, paid money for them to be judges, literally, like, judges, like, a lot of the women and shit like that. And it's like, their cases were assigned to them. And it's like, boom, you pay my fucking bills, so I'm not going to put you in motherfucking prison. So that's why, or it's like, even if they did, 
it's like that's why they went to like they had lesser sentences or like you know um they were still able to like um uh i don't know how to explain it like if you seen on goodfellas like when um the mafia had to go to prison like paulie and them it was like they they had like it, it was like they wasn't even really in prison you feel me they were still sneaking in like wine bottles bread garlic and shit they was making spaghettis up in that bitch like they was like literally it was like they was back home but they was in prison they were separate from everybody else because they owned the prison system so it's like literally if these females was like okay you know this is what we want to do and they like all right cool what do you think about being a judge what do you think about owning this prison system so it's like literally the wardens and shit like that a lot of these females they were old prostitutes and the mob paid for them to abandon that old ways and like step into some shit that's gonna help them out you feel me yeah that's filthy they was rushing towards that idea. They're like, what? I ain't got some motherfucking coochie no more. I ain't got to deal with these weird-ass snakes. I ain't got to deal with their weird-ass fetishes and shit like that. I'm, what? And it's like, because the prostitution was, like, kind of getting scrutinized and looked at a lot, it was like they were kind of, like, losing money in that field anyways. They wasn't able to get that many Johns or whatever they're called, right? So it's like, um, yeah, they was, they was about that shit. They was like, we'll do it. We'll work. You feel me? Yeah, and it's like they went into this with, like, been like okay we're not gonna judge them too harshly or we're gonna give them lesser sentences or like for example i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you this right now pyran's telling me so with Meyer lansky pyran right if you look into him um towards his older age right when he finally got caught up i think he was like it was like in either it was either in 1972 or he was like around that age or something but he was getting older right he could have been in his 50s or something like that but it was like i think it was like in the 70s like 1970 or like 1972 or something like that and he was like trying to fight his case for like two years right and it's like um the whole reason like that went on and then like they eventually like ended up just like dropping it out and the judge was like he's not he's like too unhealthy to like fit trial to like stand for trial basically like i don't know how to explain it yes he was older but he was not like decrepit he wasn't crippled he wasn't can't he didn't have no cancer he ain't had nothing crazy like that where he couldn't like stand you know stand going to court you feel me like it wasn't even that real like y'all see bill cosby he's hella old and shit like that and they still make that man go to court you feel me so it's not like that don't even make no sense but the reason that ain't make no sense is because they had them paid off they paid for their fucking position that they had now so he's telling me the the the, the judge that said that like if you go look at a there was a judge that said hey, he's not fit to stand trial. I'm just gonna drop the whole case. And literally, Pyran, out of like everybody in the mob, he was like one of the ones that never was charged. And he got to like live out his old days on U.S. soil, a free man, chilling. Like he was walking his fucking dog like a normalized person. Like he wasn't the mob accountant. You feel me? He was going to beach vacations and shit with his grandkids. You feel me? Like he was able to really live. Everybody else it was a little different. You feel me? Like. Unc had to stay in Italy, you know, he had to stay ducked off and shit like that, he was linking up with people to make movies and shit to kind of do what I'm doing now to get out the, his own truth and not the words of the snitches and shit like that, but it's like, um, everything was like, everything that they built from the ground up material-wise, everything like worked, you feel me, even though, you know, uncle, you know, had to stay where he was, he couldn't go to Cuba, he couldn't come to, uh, what it's called, he couldn't come to U.S., he still was balling, you feel me, he still had major money you feel me the the family you know my family in new orleans shit like that they were still getting their money and shit like that so it was really like 
they was just some old heads like everybody that um had dealings with them was either like dead or in prison that wasn't part of it you know like the ones that would snitch or the ones that was like ratting on them like henry hill and shit like that they were not protected you feel me they were not um like the judges and shit that they was getting it was not like the mob judges you feel me they didn't have the mob lawyers they didn't have like the mob anything so it's like you know that's why they had to do deals and shit like that because it's like since they decided to snitch and turn on the family the mob pulled their resources so we're not giving you our jewish lawyers we're not giving you this kind of shit we're not doing none of that right so yeah he just wanted to let y'all know that real quick (laughs) um let me see what's this he's talking about a mad woman what's this hold on oh i think he's going into a little bit more about um this female shit um hold on let me see what he's trying to say uh what are you saying about this uncle what's this oh ha he's talking about um eunice the black woman that took him down he's saying like after um after they found like after she figured out like he's free now and like uncle's free he's walking free and shit like that even though he's not in the u.s like all her efforts was just like put away she was pissed he's saying she was hella pissed she started to try to go after other prostitutes and get other mob members and shit to go down but it's like she wasn't um making any sincere friends any of the brides that like she friended um yeah any of the other brides that she came in contact with with any other other um you know like how i told you like vegas that was like uncle lucky's prostitutes right so it's like any other connection she was trying to make with like florida or new orleans or like any other areas where the prostitutes were um he showed me that the mob went and like either took these brides out or like they threatened their life that like if you wasn't faithful to the mob you was gonna lose your life if you talk to this bride you feel me that's just dead ass it's like they were tying up loose ends is what's going on um yeah what i'm seeing is like also some could have happened to her too they made her lose all her money let me see let me look this up real quick they could have did something to her too that's crazy let me see eunice What's her name? Her last name was Carter. Eunice Carter. Oh. Ooh, hold on. Ooh. Diamond, diamond. I think she had a kid, bro, and she could have lost custody of her kid. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Okay. So, um, she could have lost her kid, bro. They could have even, like, took him out, like, offed him. They could have, like, either, like, offed her kid or, like, um, yeah, they, she could have lost her kid, bro, is what I'm seeing. I'm trying to, like, you know, kind of scan through it real quick, you feel me, without reading it too much. Yeah. Cause it's like she um she came from like a well off family is what I'm saying. Like her family could have been like slaved and shit like that. You feel me? She's black, but it's like um I feel like she came from a family that was like well off and she was good and it's like um her whole goal was just to like try to take down the mob. So what I'm seeing is the mob took from her. So whatever money she was getting and like whatever success she was getting, they fucked it up for her. They could have did something to her kid or made her lose custody of her kid too. The mob was paying her visits and shit too. Like they was 
they was uh leaving her death threats and paying her visits and like just making her life like a living hell um she didn't even have some money is what i'm seeing like they for ooh, yeah ooh, yeah oh damn girl it's like you don't know who was a part of the mob or like who was associated with them so it's like if you fucked with them then like yeah you lost a lot of things she tried to go after their gambling operation too after that she didn't just stop at uncle lucky's prostitutes she was trying to also get in with the gamblers and shit like that okay is what i'm saying yeah they're saying they didn't kill her because it like it would have been too obvious that it was them that killed her but it's like the victory that they got over it is they could have took her kid and her fucking husband from her I don't know what that means. Like, the dude... Okay, let me see. Let me see. Because I want to, like... You feel me? I want to see that they kill her, dude. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Loses... Let me see. Did she lose husband? Lose her husband? Oh, she lost custody of her fucking kid. That's what it was. She lost custody of her fucking kid. Yeah. Damn. Okay, so she had, um, I'm saying she had a, a son, and the son was, like, uh, named after the dad, right? So it's, like, a, a, a junior, and what I'm seeing is, like, she lost, um, she was married to a, a dentist, and she lost him, and she lost the kid, is what I'm seeing. They had one son. But what? I don't know. It's not telling me too much on here. Yeah, later her only child. It's not saying, bro. They're not telling me. I'm going to just keep channeling and see what happened. Let me see if it says anything about her husband one more time. It don't really say too much about him. Yeah, but I'm seeing that, like, they really, um... So, there's a mob museum in Manhattan right now. And, like, a lot of the shit that she, like, dug up on Ankenem is in the mob museum but i'm seeing like they made her a widow so i don't really know <laughs> they says a widow right here so i'm just gonna say it, it might not be on the motherfucking papers and the news and google like i'm trying to look it up and find out the dates and stuff it's not there bro they're just telling me like they they like waited for her to have this kid or something like her only son and it's like they could have made her a widow made her a single mom or they could have like took both i don't know bro and like when that happened, she had like a she had a realization, like she was surprised. She's like, oh, she didn't think she was, well, she thought she was untouchable or something. Yes, yeah, like she thought she could steal these this information from the mob. She thought she could like get away with, you know, yeah. <laughs> she thought is in reverse. That's funny as fuck. <laughs> Uncle Lucky's hella funny. He said, yeah, she thought is in reverse. The bitch wasn't thinking. You feel me? She was consulting with the wrong people. She started to talk, and she was trying to find out gambling operations. That was her next operation she was trying to bring down. It's not saying that on Google when I try to look it up, but they're telling me she started to try to tap into the mob's gambling operations, try to take down Vegas. And remember, that's where the most of the money was at now, and in, in, and in Florida, and in uh, New Orleans, and shit like that. And in New York, of course, you know, it started up there, but it's like the, the gambling shit really happened in those three places I was talking about, right? So it's like, um, yeah, she started to like try to befriend these men. I don't know, bitch, you're bold. How the fuck? Like, as if we don't know your face, you feel me? I don't know. She's dumb. But it's like, they already knew her face from her being a madam and taking down Unk. So I don't know. She just thought she had it like that. But I'm seeing like, 
her husband could have fell sick okay he's telling me her husband fell sick and like um he was going to the doctors and shit but remember i told you guys the mob pay for some of these motherfuckers to be in like to stop prostituting the women i told you the prostitution ring was so much bigger than the prostitution ring after uncle lucky got shut down they made these brides legit like some of them they pay for nursing school doctor school shit like that so the mob had their own fucking doctors their own lawyers their own police officers their own judges jurors all that kind of shit right accountants and shit like that right so i'm seeing like her husband right he could have got sick right it's like uh, even restaurants and shit like uh the family owned restaurants all that kind of shit like everybody was really in their pocket they literally like pretty much ran america in a way you feel me and it's like um since she was trying to not take a little bit of money not some money she was trying to take the whole mob down like it was like she felt like i don't know she was like this it's like her agenda like her life's purpose she made to like take down the mob i don't know what kind of motherfucking issue she had with them but it was like that was her goal like she felt like i eat sleep breathe shit trying to take down the mob you feel me and these men so it's like they're like all right bitch you want to keep fucking with us you feel me they waited for her to have a kid and it's like they waited for her to have a kid and like the kid get a certain age or something like that i'm seeing four so like the kid could have been like four or something like that and they like waited for the moment like she really needed this dude and it's like this dude felt sick so remember i told you they own restaurants and shit so i'm seeing like he could have went to a restaurant they think everything's just cool copacetic you're out with your family you feel me you go out and you eat and it's like you fall sick you could think oh okay it's food poisoning my ears are ringing like a motherfucker uncle lucky is in my motherfucking ear right now that's so funny so yeah he's like um this bitch thought he was eating soup. You thought he was eating lasagna, which he was going to these Italian restaurants thinking my family didn't own this shit, bruh. Like, he said, we owned this shit. One of these restaurants, they owned it since Uncle Lucky was 27 years old. But the bitch, you're doing so much fact work, you didn't even realize that the place that you and your family sitting down eating was owned by the man you put in prison. So what I'm seeing is the mob played her like a motherfucking fiddle, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> They put they put some shit in her husband's food, bro. He had some soup or he had something like a tea or some type of drink. He had some type of hot food or hot bread beverage or something like that. You feel me? He could have even had like some fettuccine or something, bro. It didn't even matter. The chef, the waitress, all them, all of them, they pay for these women to not have to prostitute anymore so they can have more legit jobs. So it's easier for the mobs to still make money through them, to clean money through these businesses. But at the same time, these are still the same prostitutes that's going to do some hitter shit for them. You feel me? They're still hitters. You feel me? So it's like even the, the females were hitters. They just did shit in a different way. Bro. They uh, they poisoned dude. He was sick as fuck. He was getting weaker and weaker. And it could have started off where it seemed like he had a little food poison or something. You feel me? He had a little, you know, he might have had the bubble guts. He might have been throwing up and shit like that. And it's like that shit wasn't getting better to the point he had to go to the doctors, right? who pay for half of these females and shit to be doctors, you know, you feel me? So it's like, the the hospitals and shit, a lot of them, same thing, the nurses, the RNs, the motherfucking doctor that you're going to, they went to school and shit, but it was paid by the mob. So, honey, these they're showing me, a lot of these doctors and shit, the house, they lived in, like, these country houses, these ducked-off houses, or they live extra- extravagantly, it was because the mob paid for them, you feel me? 
So it's like, yeah, they took you out. Like, they took him out, honey. They took him out, is what I'm saying. Yeah, they didn't even see that it was a trap that they fell for. Nah, they didn't even see that. To this day, like, if any, if you need Carter's descendants are listening to this, I don't care. You shouldn't try to play with my motherfucking uncle. So, simple. Y'all should have told her at the time to leave that shit alone, bro. I'm seeing she, she might not even have descendants. You feel me? Because, like, literally, it's like they took out him and they might have took out the kid. I don't fucking know. Nah, they're telling me they took out the dude, the dad. Yeah, he could have had dark hair. You know what I'm saying? And, yep, they whacked them. I'm seeing they ain't even see they fell for the trap. Um, yeah, she was pissed off because it's like she couldn't break the mob. Like, they kept being brothers. They kept fucking with each other. They kept the close bond. Bro, bro. Oh, my God. Look, this don't make no sense. She got even more mad. She got even more mad, bro, because the house she was standing in, bro, the house she was standing in, it's like, I feel like I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, bro, they took her house, too. She didn't have no money to pay her rent. She was broke or then broke. She had no hope. Oh, damn. Unk said the hope is in reverse. Damn. She had no fucking hope, bro. She fell off. She couldn't leave the country. She couldn't leave her place. She didn't have no money to do not a motherfucking thing. She was hella pissed. She's like, damn, what the fuck? But it's like... I feel like at the same time, she doesn't realize it's the mob. You feel me? You fucked with the mob. They was slowing her down from everything she was trying to do. You feel me? Slowing her down from everything she was trying to do. They could have even been sending, like, the rowdy prostitutes, the ones that like to fight, and, you know, that was what about that life. They were sending her to get beat up and shit. She didn't have no protection. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, they're telling me not only did they have, like, men muscle, you know, men hitters, Unk is telling me they took the prostitution, the, the prostitutes, and they turned them into female hitters. So they were going around. If they needed a female whack, they had females do it because it's like you can't have a man do a, a, a female's job. You feel me? It's like if it would have been one of the mob families, like one of their hitters do it, it would have been like, you know, it's like, damn, this this going to lead back to the mob. But if it's like it looks like it's two random women fighting out of nowhere for no reason, it's like you don't you can't tie it back. You don't know this. You feel me? So, yeah, it's like uh, the females was, like, protecting the mob. They was beating that bitch up, bro, throwing rocks at her and shit. I'm saying they could have thrown bricks at her, could have beat her up with, like, a, a weapon or something. They fucked her shit up, bro. She was running. <laughs> I see her running. She was running. They had fucking female hitters against her, bro. This shit is so hard. I can't wait to turn this into a movie. And like I said, if anybody's trying to do that before me, Uncle Lucky and, <laughs> and Pyran going to pay you a motherfucking visit, baby. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Damn, there was so much talk and, and gossip around. She didn't know what to do. She couldn't move. She can't make no motherfucking moves, bro. She couldn't flatter nobody. <laughs> there was like, they even had certain police officers in their pocket too. And it's like, she tried to like flatter them. It's like, okay, if she tried to go and get help from anybody, the help would also be somehow tied into the mob or like they was already pre-threatened by the mob. And warned, like, if she comes to you, she tries to flatter you, let us know. And they send the female hitters after her again, bro. She was just getting attacked by bitches, like, to slow her down and stop her from what she was doing. Like, you can't do nothing. Stop it. Yeah. So, remember, she was a lawyer, right? 
but it's like her 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 business became inconsistent because she had so much drama going on with her own fucking life it was like you can't focus on your uh you can't focus on who you're trying to, you know, you can't focus on collecting the data from the mob because your life is falling to shit. You're getting beat up. You're getting bricks thrown at your head. Bitches are jumping you every couple days. Your dude died. You're a widow now. You might be a single mom. And it's like, even then, they might have took out your son or they just might have made her a single mom. I don't know. It's not telling me on a fucking article either. But it's like, um, yeah, they made her fucking job as a lawyer so much harder. And it's like, at the same time, she lost her house. She could have been homeless, bro damn <laughs> she was homeless she didn't have enough money to go out and enjoy herself she ain't had no money to go out and do no type of entertainment nothing she wasn't able to consult with nobody she couldn't talk to no other lawyers if she tried to open up her mouth and say anything it's like the mob could have like had certain pigs like in their pocket where it was like they could have tapped her shit and they knew like bitch what are you doing you can't yeah anything she said to anybody else it was like the mob knew what she was saying already mm-hmm she couldn't play sweet with nobody, bro. It's like everybody knew she was like public enemy number one, bro. Who? Who? She is dumb. Like, how do you think? Like, I could see if, like, maybe you had, like, your gang and, like, you had enough people to go against the mob. But, bitch, how do you think one fucking person is going to go after the entire fucking mob, bro? That is the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah, they were sending her death threats in the mail and shit. They was spooking this bitch out. Yeah, she definitely lost her child. She lost her child, bro. They're telling me. she The, the child is gone. And she's no longer married. She's a widow. So they took her entire family from her because she fucked with the mob. That's all I got to say about that. Woof. 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 And imagine the motherfuckers that is trying to fuck with me. Good God almighty. Good God. Y'all better leave it. Look, y'all better leave me alone. I really just be trying to do my thing. I just be trying to do my podcast. You know, you know, be a mom. You feel me? That's it. So now, before we end this, we just gonna channel some messages through. Unc want me to know like all his uh, gifts that he had, all his spiritual gifts that um that um Streganona, his great aunt, my grandma, my great great grandma. Shit, great times over. I don't know how many greats that is back, but um her all the gifts she activated okay so he gonna i'm gonna uh tell y'all what it is and i'm gonna tell y'all how it worked in his favor okay so of course we know he had the psychic ability of precognition right future vision so he could see shit ahead of time so he's telling me that's how he was able to like you know he knew about what was gonna happen with his death he knew about like you know what steps to make he knew he was gonna come to us he knew like Okay, this is how I'm going to get out of this situation. I need to start writing them so that I can get this information, okay? He could have even seen how to blow up the boat so that, you know, he can move forward and shit like that. He's seen all that, okay? He's seen everything like that before it happened, okay? The other one he had, I guess he had was like earth magic, okay? So he's able to physically, like, remove obstacles out of his life. Like we seen, it's like, it seemed like no matter what type of position he was put in, it's like he was still able to get himself out that situation, okay? Like, even in Italy, when motherfuckers was, like, after him trying to kill him and shit, he was still able to, like, remove those obstacles. He was fearless. He was protected all the time. And I'm even seeing, like, the shaman on the horse. So, it's like, that was that shamanic um, ritual that, you know, Stregonona did in the, in, the, in the crossroads and shit like that. So, it's like he knew as long as he stayed fearless, it's like her earth magic was going to work. So, he never had to, like, trip off nothing like that, really. 
Um, he's telling me that like he always expressed gratitude. He could have prayed a lot too. And like I'm seeing like he would go and like um he would be out in nature, you feel me? So yeah, he's a mobster and shit like that. But he's telling me like he would go out in nature. Like he would touch trees and shit like that and talk to the trees and shit like that because he knew that was his connection with his um his great aunt. He's also telling me he liked to go by the water or places with water because he knew that, you know, also speaking his intentions into the water also would help as well. Like, you know, so that's why, like, a lot of the places that he um, worked, it's like they had water. You feel me? Like New Orleans, we're on the Gulf Coast, you know, Florida, shit like that. Even like the um, uh, the harbor in, in New York, you feel me? It's all um, water. He knew that as long as he um, spoke his intentions and what he wanted to do with his business based on these places that had like ports and harbors that he would be good and he would have like deep connections as far as like trade and business goals okay he also had the gift of adjustments where he's like okay yeah i'm in this situation yeah i'm in prison let me look back and see what the fuck i did wrong or what happened wrong was he figured out and he's telling me this is how he solved the prostitution thing he looked back and seeing okay shit we didn't check these bras and we didn't do no you know, background check on before we did this, they was just bringing in fortune, wealth, and plenty with their bodies, but we wasn't trying to see what their mind was like. So he looked back at the mistake and like corrected it and moved forward. And like I told you, he took all them prostitutes and put them in high power positions so that it was still going to help the the mob bring in wealth and fortune and abundance. You feel me? Of a plenty. So it's like he took all these gifts and like applied them. You feel me? he had clairvoyance so it's like he's able to like you know get dreams he's able to like he even told me like that's filthy huh? he got the same gift as me where he can like look into a bowl of water or like soup or like literally bro his coffee in the morning and like read messages like scrying and shit like that he had um clairvoyance like he can um find ideas get inspired like interpret certain things um I don't know. He was, like, hella more spiritual than people even realized. You feel me? Basically. Yeah, He his gift that she had, that she blessed him with, was that the family would never have last lack or loss. Like, they never was going to have any lack or loss. Like, we were never going to lose anything. Even if it seemed like it for a moment, it's like he had the um, ability to get him out of that energy. He had the gift of, like, building something new. So, like, he always had, like, inspiring ideas and, like, new ventures. He didn't let nothing stop him. It's like, all right, you stop my prostitution rank? Cool. We're going to do this. You feel me? He also had telepathic gifts. So, like, like how I explained, um, uh, when, like, you know motherfuckers is talking about you. You know what I mean? Like, you can hear people's plans and shit in your head to take you out or whatever. Or, like, you can just, you can look at people and, like, read their minds a little bit. He had that gift, too. So, he was able to, like, he used that to, like, make good business deals and, like, kind of, like, tap into people's energy and, like, figure out, like, okay, this is how it's going to work. He's telling me right now, this is what he used um, when he met Pyran when they was teenagers. And he was trying to extort him out of his money. And Pyran was, like, trying to fight him even though he was small. He's telling me he looked at him and, like, read his mind and was like, oh, this motherfucker is about his coin. So, it's like, ever since then, he actually, like created balance between that he didn't allow it to create friction and like draw them apart because it's like he'll be better as like a friend than like an enemy you feel me so it's like he's telling me that like for example him in that moment it's like that's how he was able to like read him and even like in the moment of um remember i told you he sat down with dude and like he was sitting down with dude at the little restaurant and having dinner and shit and he knew that motherfucker sent the hit on him 
it's like he knew it was him and he knew the whole operation and everything that happened so it's like by the time he got well enough and healed enough from like being attacked and he sat down with um with joe the boss at the restaurant before he had his forehead to take him out it's like when he was sitting across from him that motherfucker was talking it's like you're saying something but i can read your mind and i can tell that you is telling on yourself basically motherfucker i know it was you type shit and the reason how he knew that is because he could read his fucking mind so it's like he was using telepathy with that that's filthy yeah so she also gave him the gift of like hidden knowledge silent understanding so it's like he knew, like, okay, yeah, I'm in, you know, I'm in prison and shit like that. But he knew he wasn't going to be in there for long. So it was, like, this kind of, like, silent understanding and knowing. Like, he knew that he wasn't going to be held down for long. You feel me? He knew that it was, like, he showed me, like, the rising of the phoenix gift that he has. Where it's, like, you know, when the phoenix um, dies off, it like, they burn into ashes. And it's, like, they rise back up. And it's a, it's a firebird. You feel me? So it's, like, he knew even though it seemed like the end that he was gonna end up rising back up and being right back on top yeah he's showing me he also had the gift of like the power over difficulty so like he can always reclaim his power you feel me so even though it was like he gave up there was uh who was it yeah i think it was joe the boss when he was alive he kept being like going after unk like i'm gonna be the capo the copy and da 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 and it's like um you know he was going around talking big shit you feel me and unk's like watch your motherfucking mouth like if i really wanted to be that i'll be that i'm already i already am that but it's like like i said he was trying to make shit fair and make everybody in the family like fair so they didn't have to keep trying to kill each other he just was trying to make everybody make some money you feel me so it's like at the same time motherfucker don't get it twisted if i really wanted to take the position of capo de copy i'll be that motherfucker you feel me but it's like i'm not gonna do that I'm just gonna chill you feel me so it's like he could reclaim his power he could have like power over difficulty but he knew how to balance it out okay and like another gift he had is like a gift of like growing things okay so it's like even though yeah you feel me you know like i said even though you guys you know i'm not saying you guys but like a lot of people that may hear this or you know there's a lot of motherfucking judgmental ass people in the world that like this is one of the reasons why like my grandma because like her her dad my great-great-grandfather is literally like the reason why she didn't like want to share his story after a certain point in time because it was like um people had their opinions and it's like she's a daddy's girl like don't fucking talk about my dad at the end of the day you feel me but it's like motherfuckers got opinions about the type of business that my ancestors did but at the end of the day aren't you motherfuckers still going to strip clubs aren't you motherfuckers still paying for coochie on the strip Aren't you motherfuckers still got prostitution rings right now? Don't you motherfuckers love going to Vegas and Sin City? Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, bro. Oh, all this shit, right? Don't y'all like to go to fucking Miami and party, right? Don't y'all like going to New Orleans and partying, right? You feel me? Don't y'all like going to New York and being, you know? So it's like, at the end of the day, y'all, you know, not y'all, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. Motherfuckers is talking shit about my family and all that kind of shit. Talking about they bad people and all that kind of shit like that. These people... Uncle Lucky wasn't, but a lot of them, a lot of my other family members, these people were men. Like, they were family men. You feel me? All of this was about making money. The thing is, during these times, the fastest, quickest way to make this money was the illegal route. So, it's like, at the end of the day, they had to do what they had to do to survive. They came from nothing, okay? Literally nothing. I told you, he was working, like, 10 uh, 10 hours. What did he say? Because he even said it on Scarface. He was like, man... 
Um, I'm not about to slave away for ten dollars, uh, ten ten hours a day, getting less pay when I can do this or something. He said, and it's like, um, it's like no, you know, like we they built generational wealth off of taking opportunities. I bet you, if you was living back in that day, and crime was a little so easy to get away with, y'all would have took the upper hand to make you and your family some generational wealth too. You feel me? So. However you want to look at it, y'all wouldn't have Sin City to this day. You wouldn't have popping ass New Orleans to this day. You feel me? You wouldn't have popping ass Miami to this day if they wouldn't have made it a paradise for y'all to go in and pop your shit. You feel me? So that was one of his gifts too, to like take something from nothing and build it to something. And the last gift that he had was letting go and like going with the flow. Like he never tripped. You feel me? Like, okay, I'm going to prison. Cool. You know? Okay, I can't go to uh, I can't go to uh, uh, United States no more. All right, cool. I'll figure it out. Okay, let's go to Cuba. You feel me? He was like, I'm just going with the flow. He's not going to try to overextend that or overpush that or try to make something forced to work or nothing. He's just flowing because he knew that everything, all his manifestations were going to come true. He knew, like, everything was going to work out in his favor because of what his aunt told him and just, like, his own clear intuition and, like, silent understanding, okay? So, bruh. <laughs> That was a mouthful, but I wanted to get Uncle Lucky's podcast done, like, today. Like, that was my goal, and we just finished it, bro. So, shout out to everybody that listened. Thank you for listening to my uncle's story, my pirate story, my great-great-papa's story. You feel me? Um, Y'all can see a little bit more about when I be talking about my ancestors. It's funny as fuck. They're crazy as fuck. You can see me channeling his energy, how he talked and shit like that, the type of shit he was into. This is my ancestors, okay? So it's like, this is just a portion of them, okay? I might tell you guys some more ancestor stories another time. You know, I'll be sharing you guys' ancestor stories and stuff like that, too. You guys got to understand your ancestors are magical. They're bosses. Some of them could have been into the shit mine were into. You know, whether it's magic or criminal activity or what the fuck ever. Royals, whatever. Be proud of whatever bloodline you come from or whatever sacrifices they had to make to make sure you guys are eating to this day you feel me especially the ones that's like really sitting comfortably right now you feel me like look at that money and 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 look into how the fuck your family got that money especially the ones that's really sitting good you feel me you ain't have to work too hard or you know you got some type of inheritance or something figure out how y'all got that inheritance okay that's all i want to say um like i said to the descendants and shit of eunice tough cookie bro i don't even know if she had this in this because it seemed like they took out the kid and the motherfucking husband but if there is anybody like you know they could have been cousins and sisters and shit like that you know i would say honestly I, i'm i am gonna say my deepest condolences because that's still a person but like at the same time this is just a warning for everybody don't go after the fucking mob leave them alone bro there's too many connections there's too many people she was trying to do some superhero Wonder Woman shit by her motherfucking self. And that's just all I'm going to say about that, okay? Um, yeah. We might go into in, in further things and, like, talk about, like, you know, other things at some point in time. But I think as far as Uncle Lucky's story goes, he got everything out he wanted to say. And, you know, once I get, you know, all my shit going and shit popping and I get everything going, we're definitely going to make a movie, so listen to this podcast i did this on april 8th okay it's 1201 p.m and it's funny because my brother's angel number is 121 1201 p.m okay and i'm about to end it here
from April 8th to whenever the fuck I get my money and we get things popping, we're going to make a movie about Uncle Lucky and Papa. And you guys are be able to see this shit and, like, action is about to be lit, okay? I love you guys. Thank you for always supporting me. Keep manifesting your dreams and your goals. Keep having fun, being creative, and doing the things that you love. Don't let nobody fucking stop you, okay? Peace. Okay, y'all, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I actually published it, and I had to unpublish it because I'm listening to music, and I'm about to get ready to take me a spiritual bath. And again, Uncle Lucky wanted his last final song so I can get y'all music messages through the song. So you guys know the song already. It's the Monster Song by Kanye West, Rick Ross, and Nicki Minaj. It was, like, written a minute ago, okay? So I'm going to break down the lyrics for you guys because it's, like, related to this last episode, okay? So, the first one is, um, I shoot, wait, it says, um, I shoot the lights out, high to this bride out, oh, just another lonely night, are you willing to sacrifice your life, okay? So, it's like, remember I told you the mob was going after her, they was, um, sending her death threats, they was fucking with her house, they was, uh, having females shoot up shit, beat her up, all that kind of stuff, so that's talking about that in this lyric. I know this is, like, the Kanye West made this song, like, recently type shit but it's like there's always channeled messages through music right so he said just another lonely night because she lost her husband and her son fucking with the mob are you willing to sacrifice your life okay and they did like that scream right then rick ross's part goes um um wait 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 wait, wait. here it go gossip gossip nigga just stop it everybody knows i'm a motherfucking monster so it's like yeah you still going around talking all the shit trying to get people to like go against unk but it's like you didn't realize like he really can like take down all this shit right um i just need to see your fucking hands at the concert i just need to see your fucking hands at the concert like he was saying like even like those rallies and shit like that they was running into like public rallies that had to do with like politics and like nazi shit and they shutting that shit down you feel me so it's like anything for their profit anything for their money they're gonna shut the shit down okay um unk's funny so he says he's the best living or dead hands down huh um so that's self-explanatory and my eyes more red than the devil is because it's like everybody like to paint my family is like evil devils and shit like that because of the way they got their fucking money. Like I said, I don't give a fuck and neither do they. Um, matter how matter who you go and get, ain't nobody cold as this, okay? Do the rap and the trap tip triple double no assist. So nobody had her back, nobody was coming to back her up, nobody was trying to do none of that. So it's like no matter who you was trying to run to and go get, try to go against them, they was taking them out too. It didn't matter. Um, let's see. What else? Fucking up my money, so yeah, I had to act sane. So it's like she fucked with his money, and he had to keep calm and not seem like he was pissed about it. He had to like outsmart her and like, you know, play her pretty much. Like, be ten steps ahead. It's chess, not checkers. I say that all the time. Okay. Um, he said, "Know that motherfucker well. What you gonna do now? Whatever I wanna do. Gosh, it's cool now." So it's like the whole time she's still like he's stopping. 
and she's still trying to find a way around the mob to do something else. He's stopping her. They're stopping her. She's still trying to find, you know, he's like, okay, whatever you want to do, we're going to go against that. If you want to be a lawyer, we're going to take that from you. If you want to be a mom, we're going to take that from you. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to take everything from them and their families. They're going to go after you. Okay. Um, he said, you'll never get on top of this. So mommy best advice is just to get on top of this. So basically, it's like, you can't beat them, join them. They could have even tried to offer her to join with the mob and be like a, a, you know, a lawyer to help them. She still wasn't taking that, right? So they're like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> you didn't want to listen to that? Okay, cool. So it's like, um, what's another part? Murder, murder in black convertibles, I kill a block, I murder the avenues, I. You feel me? So it's like, literally, and I think this is Jay-Z's part, maybe. And it's like, you that's so fucking explanatory. I gotta break that shit down. Um, all I see is vampires and bloodsuckers. All I see is niggas I made millionaires spilling about, wait, milling about, spilling their feelings in the air. Like, he's like, bro, even when you was undercover, the money that your family had was because you still, like, yeah, you took down the mob, but you collected that money from being a madam at that time. And you bought that house that, that, that you and your family lived at that they was able to go find you at that house remember i told you i didn't know if, if like they had like some italian person or like a jewish person that was like the landlord or something or that like owned the land she was on they're saying like bitch you wouldn't even have that house if it wasn't for us you wouldn't have won that case you feel me like basically okay and then it goes um i smell a massacre it seems the only way to back you bastards up okay so it's like they had to take this shit from her because like I said, she didn't stop at Uncle Lucky. You're trying to take down the whole mob, and they're not about to let that happen. Period. And I'm upset about that, okay? Then it was the Nicki Minaj part that made me um have to unpublish it. And he was like, put this out there, and then you can publish my shit. You feel me? So, um... <laughs> so, let me see. Um, what was Unk saying with this one? Okay. Pull up in the monster automobile gangsta. What a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in the Tonka. Call it a Willy Wonka. You could be the queen. You could be the king, but watch the queen conquer. Okay. So what he's saying with that is like, basically, the the bad bitches, the females that that you tried to stop that ring, we sitting back and being the king, but we put them in the queen position so that we can still conquer over everything you're doing. Okay. Um, let's see what else. And it's funny because it said, um, first things first, I'll eat your brain. So it's like they started to fuck with her mental make her think she was going crazy, you know, sending her to death threats, scaring her. You feel me? So she couldn't fucking focus on taking these people down. Young money is the roster and the monster crew. It's like we have young hitters on the roster. And the same people you call them monsters in this courthouse is the same motherfuckers that's after you like that's just dumb i don't know why she did this like girl um she he said and i'm all up all up all up in the bank with the funny face and if i'm fake i ain't noticed because my money ain't like she could have even tried to get him on like what's that shit called counterfeit money and shit like that he's like bitch i ain't never had no counterfeit money you feel me <laughs> like it's all real money but it's like at the end of the day my features and my shows 10 times your pay. So she was really just mad because, like, they was going around making all this money. You feel me? Um, This shit is so funny to me. <laughs> he said, uh, 
He said, and I don't give a F-U-C-K. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. And that's how these niggas so one-track-minded. But really, really, I don't give a F-U-C-K. Forget Barbie. Fuck nigga, because she's fake. She on a diet, but my pocket's eating cheesecake. And I'll say, Bride of Chucky is child's play. Just killed another Kirill. It's a mouse day. Besides Jay, they can't stand besides May. Okay? So it's like, okay, look. Here, here we go right here. She's so one-track-minded, she didn't even realize who the fuck she was going after. She was just so adamant on putting him in jail, putting him behind bars. They didn't give a fuck what she was doing. Like, fuck her. We're going to expose her. We're going to, you know, do whatever we got to do. She's starving out here. Remember, I told you she didn't lose some money. She lost, she lost all her money. She lost her house. She lost everything. She's on a diet, but my pocket's eating cheesecake. They're still, man, look. Uncle and them are still catching flights to Havana. They're still doing their thing. They're still building vegas they're still building new orleans you feel me they're still eating cheesecake and i'll say bride of chucky is child's play that's easy you feel me we already know chucky's bride was killed right and it's like child's play we that's self-explanatory you feel me i'm not gonna go into that part just killed another career it's a mild day it's easy they can wake up and just ruin your whole career you're never gonna work again ever again you feel me you won't leave them alone they're gonna get your ass you feel me <laughs> Oh, man, that's crazy. Let me see if there's any other ones that he want to say. And then at the end of it, it just keeps repeating. So um, he says, I crossed the limelight and I'll let God decide. I wouldn't last these shows, so I'm headed home. So it's like at the end of the day, he's cool. He's no, he's going back to, you know, he's going back to Italy. He done tried all his things that he can do. And he's like, God is going to decide my fate. I'm not tripping. I'm still famous. I'm still famous for what, you know, everything I did. My family's eating. You feel me? So no matter what you try to go against me, the mob is causing you hell. And on top of that, he's like, at the end of the day, only God can judge me. You feel me? He knew what he was doing. Like, people got to understand. And I'm going to break this down and I'm going to be done. People got to understand when it comes to, like, life purposes, when it comes to different things, Everybody has a different life purpose. Not everybody's life purpose is like mine or like yours where you're spreading love and light. Some people's life purposes is to do shit like this because in that time, they're bringing generational wealth to their family. You feel me? So it is what the fuck it is. Everybody has a different life purpose. People got to understand that. The only beings that can judge you is God. So even for like certain people that are like, you know, considered criminals and shit like that, you got to understand maybe... In society during that time the gods wanted them to take down a certain system they want them to crash a certain system you feel me however that resonates you know like everything happens for a reason so it's like you guys got to understand there's dualities and everything there's dualities and good and bad yes these mobsters were doing bad shit but at the end of the day they were bringing back wealth to their families you feel me it's like, at the end of the day, people might look at, you know, black folks and what we're doing when we're going out there and, 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 and speaking our truth. Or, like, even when we get rowdy and we got to assert ourselves, people got to understand everything that we've been through. And we're fighting for our freedom. We're fighting for our reparations. You feel me? So, it's like, people need to understand duality. Okay? So, like I said, I could give a fuck what you guys think about my family. I could give a fuck how y'all try to judge my family. Because they can give a fuck, too, at the end of the day. Half of the half motherfuckers in America done colonized, raped, beat, and did a whole bunch of other shit. Now they came and made some of y'all most prominent cities pop. So you feel me? Like it's tit for tat, tomato, tomato up in this bitch. You feel me? You can't put them in the same category as motherfuckers that done colonized and done did this kind of shit because at the end of the day, 
it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people, a lot of people have an issue with the mob. I look at them as like, that's what's up, you feel me? Because I always say, if I was during that time, I'd have been doing some illegal shit too, you feel me? It's like the gold rush. It's even like the gold rush. Everybody rushed over from Asia and everywhere to come over here to make a profit. That's why a lot of like Asians, a lot of y'all family is sitting on long money like my family because y'all came over here and did some shit too to get your shit, you feel me? Not all the shit was um, peaches and cream. I might go into that story another time. But it's like people had the bust heads, break necks and shit, stepping over each other to get to this gold rush. So that's your generations that are eating right now are able to do this. So, like I said, can't judge no motherfucking body. Okay? Period. Take that as it resonates. Go read and listen to the song Monster and the lyrics. Get Uncle Lucky's messages deeper. Because I was kind of just like skipping through it real quick because I'm trying to get in my spiritual bath. But y'all got the fucking gist of it. You feel me? That's all I got to say. You guys enjoy this episode. Peace.